Hello, ladies and and gentlemen. I mean, it's not like a it's not like a guy girl thing. It's everybody. Everybody, I want to listen to the Two Words Podcast. <laughs> Are you ready? If you're not done with that. What's up, everybody? My name is John, and with me, as always, he is the real American, Matt Coker. Wait, is that that was Steve, that was Hulk Hogan? Steve's dog, right? I was about to run, uh, roll into Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was Hulk I'm Hogan. Like, Hold on, that well, might it was not be Hulk him. Hogan and Jack Thwaggle. It was Jack Swagger. Jack Thwaggle right. was that was like his gimmick. The moment has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, fine. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We are uh, we are, have a great show for you today because our two words are hot take. That's right. We are talking about our most controversial opinions in all of wrestling. And to be perfectly honest, I think we found out they're not all that controversial, but we're going to give them anyway. <laughs> they're just, there's a lot that, like... We just don't say out loud. Yeah. But like once we start saying them, everyone's like, yeah, no, no that, that's it. not controversial at all. I, I totally agree. <laughs> so we're going to have fun with that. We're going to review this previous WrestleMania. But first, hey, yo, Matt, what's with all of Triple H's guys being gone from NXT? Yeah, I mean, that started happening a while back. and uh, with, Tommaso, with the release of Tommaso Ciampa from NXT, he's not released, but with like him being gone from NXT... There's none of Triple H's guys still in NXT. Yeah. I mean, I was saying, like, from, from the behind the scenes that started happening a while back, too. Yeah. Too, it's like he doesn't have anybody backstage or up, up front. The only person nope. he has is, I think, Shawn Michaels still. Yeah. He's the only one still with the original and I mean, that's setup. a good guy to have. Yeah. You know. But you're right. And I don't know what the deal is. And... I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what comes next. Because it seemed like for so long, like he had all. Like if you looked at all of these, of, of you know Triple H's guys, so you have like Killer Cross and Samoa Joe and Tommaso Ciampa and Austin Aries and Rhea Ripley, and it's like they made NXT watchable. Yeah. Like I'm not saying it's not watchable now, but they are the ones that first came out and were like, we're gonna make this a good product yeah um johnny gargano you know all, all, all of those guys where's your ass johnny gargano uh, he got released but i don't think he or did well, he, he didn't get released, released he quit Just like left. he let his thing go out well right uh probably that's not the way i should phrase it he didn't let his thing go out, but he let his contract. Just let his thing out. Just let his and thing out. Like, and they were like, you got to go, man. You have to leave, man. You have to leave. You can't do can't that, be around doing that around here. We're in the PG we... era. <laughs> but, um, you know, slowly but surely. <laughs> we are children. Slowly but surely, mm. you know, all of them have, have steered away. So much so that, like, it's not the black and gold brand anymore. Yeah. Like, they, so much so they had to change the entire product just just to 
to keep it all together. Right. Because like Braun Breaker doesn't work in, you know, the black and gold there. Yeah, he doesn't. He does not. Um, so I think that's weird. But Tommaso Ciampa being, uh, you know, the, the theories that he's being called up, which I think is weird because he was very yeah, adamant he, uh, he was, he was not leaving NXT. I was about to say, he's the one that's like, I will quit. I will retire. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I will just stop wrestling altogether. Uh, but apparently uh, him along with Rhea Ripley are being considered for Edge's new stable. I'm here for it, man. And I love stable. the fact that they are looking at the word stable. Mm-hmm. I am so ready. What do you think that's going to like? I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they'll know what to do with a good stable. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> so, I mean, is it like ministry of darkness 2.0? I, if, uh, dude, please. I'll allow it. I'll yes. even let them call it that. Absolutely. Like, bring Gangrel back, like, one time as, like, the godfather of the group. And he's just, like, the floating head. No, but I do I do like what they're doing with it. I mean, on the one hand, like, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, or whatever he's called. Bully Ray. Now, Bully Ray was interviewed, and he's saying, like, WWE should stop trying to make Edge and Becky Lynch heels. People don't want to hate them, and you're making us, uh, you're forcing us to hate them. And we don't want to. And like, I get that. I, I understand. Yeah. The, especially with Edge and, and, you know, how he came back and his whole story from last year to suddenly him being this evil character. But it's been beautifully done. I can't say the same for Becky Lynch's character. I don't care. I really wish they had brought back the the momentum from the man run, the basically female Stone Cold run that they were uh, accomplishing successfully with Becky Lynch before she got pregnant and to have her come back as this weird whiny uh anime-esque heel is very disappointing yeah but Edge Edge is working Edge is working and like he's a bad guy but we don't hate him it's that whole it's that whole attitude error we talked about last week like it, it's we didn't he he's a bad guy that we don't hate that we love right. we love seeing him be a bad guy so yeah I don't know I, I agree uh, hey oh Corey Graves wants to face Pat McAfee at summer or Survivor Series <laughs> Corey Graves of course being recently medically cleared again oh I didn't know that yeah a few months a few months that. ago now um, <clears throat> it might have been during our last break. Uh, but yeah, he was cleared uh, to wrestle again, and so, I mean, two opposing announcers on from opposite shows, two heel announcers at yeah at Survivor mm-hmm. Series where you take the two shows and match them up. I mean, that could be a fun match. That could be fun. I could like that. Um, I, I never got a chance to really see Corey Graves. He, I mean, he didn't wrestle very long before yeah. he got injured in NXT, but. Uh, like from what I saw, assuming he's been able to keep up his routine, and of course from what we saw with Pat McAfee, uh, I, I'm all for more P- Pat McAfee in the ring. Yeah, whenever he wants. Yeah, it was entertaining. But it, it and I've said this before, but like he's got to be with somebody that really knows like how to take care of him. True. You know that's why they put him with Austin Theory. That's why they put him with Adam Cole. Um, I think you could put him with, with. I think Corey Graves would definitely take care of him. Yeah. That that sort of thing. And it's miles um, above uh, Michael Cole versus Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> which Jerry Lawler is set to return this oh, next no. week on Raw. 
Oh, he's really? set to return at commentary. Really? This this upcoming week. Who's he uh, replacing? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I say I don't know when I'm holding a computer. You're I'm holding, holding the internet. You're holding the entirety of the Who internet in your hands right now. <clears throat> Jerry Lawler replacing. He will temporarily replace Corey Graves. Oh, okay. So temporarily. Okay. Are they getting married? Isn't he getting married? I don't know. I think he's getting married. I think that's why. I just... <clears throat> pretty sure. I know we're, we're getting into some weird territory, but like, how do you marry the person that you cheated on, that cheated on their wife with you? Like, how do you move into that situation? You know what I mean? Happens all the time. I know America. it does. I'm asking... <laughs> I'm asking the people as that I don't think any of our listeners would know. It's um, a good thing. Because y'all have happy marriages. Because you listen to the Two Words podcast. <laughs> Together. On the couch. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> hey, yo, Paul Heyman's still got it. Oh, heck yes. Like, did you see the video of him and they went off air and he started yelling at the crowd? Like, but he started yelling at one specific person. No. He grabbed a microphone and said, y'all want to see me get in the ring? And everybody, you know, cheered. Oh, yeah. And he goes, okay, but I'm not going to wrestle in front of that guy wearing the LSU shirt. <laughs> and then, like, him and this guy started yelling at each other. And, like, Paul Heyman threw his jacket off and, like, ripped his tie off. And, you know, the Usos, you know, held him back, quote, unquote. <laughs> it was just like, like. Paul Heyman still really got it, you mm -hmm. know? He really does just... He seems like one of the most interesting guys uh, to, like, sit down and have dinner with. Yeah. You know, in the whole company. Because you know you're going to get a bunch of laughs and a bunch of good stories. You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, yo! Undertaker, in his Hall of Fame speech, mentioned uh, how Paul Bear was a... Uh, was the devil because he kept sneaking cucumbers in Undertaker's water. <laughs> and people are like, why, why is that such a, that's not a great prank. That's a terrible prank, really, when you think <laughs> about prank. it. Well, Undertaker explained that when he was eight years old, he ate a whole vat of pickled cucumbers. This, of course, resulted in Taker having an upset stomach, and as a result, he's never been able to stand anything with cucumbers in it. Uh, he said that he has yelled at uh, quite a few like sushi chefs who have ignored his, please don't put any cucumbers in this request. Uh, but yeah, that that would be that would be uh, Paul Bear's like favorite way to to mess with Taker was to sneak cucumbers such into his very, food and drinks. It's a very <laughs> odd prank, but like I just I can see Paul Bear like putting in his water. Also, oh, yes. um, can we just like can we just call them pickles? Pickled cucumbers, like pickles, man, pickles. Know. That's maybe all. There's a maybe maybe they're not there long enough. Like maybe they're just slightly pickled. It's just, so they're they're still just cucumbers. sour cucumbers. <laughs> um, hey yo, how long are we going to hate New Elias? I love New Elias. I love Ezekiel. 
I guess more. I how long is it going to take for us to start hating him? Uh, probably not long. Probably not. But long. see, like I, I've been reading like the response to him online. It's like he doesn't have a gimmick. He doesn't have like he's just nobody. Now I'm like, no. His gimmick is everyone knows he's Elias, and he's saying he's not. <laughs> Where is that going to go? I don't know, but I have to find out. Have you never met a liar before? It's amazing. It is It is the best storytelling. Most movies nowadays are made about people lying. Like but that's... I'm like, does he have amnesia? Is he being watched? Is he really Elias' younger brother? I need to know what the storyline is, and I have to find out. By watching see, every I, single week. I love that they played the as my my older brother or younger brother or whatever. Because all I think about is um, the episode of Scrubs where the janitor tries to convince them that he has a brother. It's a twin brother. And he like jumps out of the window and puts on a fake mustache and they're like, We know we know that it's you, janitor. And he's like and the best line in the episode is he goes, Did somebody say keep rocking? And he like plays air guitar. That I hope that happens. Like there's a scene there's like an episode where he like puts on the fake beard and like that's <laughs> yeah we all know absolutely oh, can we you all know how funny that would be he's like putting on jeans and, he a, dips, and a... dips out of the room slaps on a fake beard hey is it a keep rocking <laughs> are you ready to walk with Elias <laughs> like I look and I also love that they they shaved his beard they cut a little bit off of his hair and they gave him the most generic looking ring right. wear it is peach it is peach it yep, is a peach-colored ring wear. Dips back around the door, comes back out as Ezekiel yells back there, Good to see you, brother! Good to see you, brother! Have a good trip! Oh, he's already gone. Already gone. You guys, you guys meet my brother. Did you catch him? Did you catch him while he was here? Oh, yeah. man, I was missing that guy. Glad he, glad he kept this interview going along with the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> hey, yo, Lacey Evans, rumored to be returning in SmackDown Friday. Good! Um, Bailey, however, all set to go. Nowhere to be. Uh, there were apparently five or more scrapped story ideas to get her involved in WrestleMania. And so she just sat that out and uh, currently have no idea when she's going to pop back up. Yeah. Interesting stuff. That's that's I mean. Lexi Evans was recovering from having a baby, right? Yes, she that had a baby. Her, okay. like her, Ric her, Flair's baby. That, that Ric Flair baby storyline was, was accurate in all ways except Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, she went and had that baby. She back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, ba- and Bailey got injured. Yeah, Bailey got injured. Yeah. Uh, but she has she's recovered and cleared uh, per what I've read so far. And I don't know. The last the last incarnation of Bailey worked for about 10 minutes, yeah. but it just was not. I want her to come back as her original version. I yeah. don't care if it was getting old or whatever. It was nice. It was a nice pop of fresh air. Yeah. And it was fun. Uh, of course, Lacey Evans, one of my hands down favorite female uh, characters. I don't, I mean, she's a great wrestler too, but that character was, just a hit oh, right good. away, and uh, I, I've been bummed that she's been gone this long. I remember because she was at she was at that NXT show I went to in Florida, right, and, like right, that right. house show, and she was just like I had never seen her before, and she's just like walking around, and people are just being as hateful, like they are just <laughs> yelling, and I'm like, who is this woman, and why do we all hate her? Why do we all collectively hate her? <laughs> Finish this out. Okay, I got two more. I got nothing. <sighs> hey, yo, Seth Rollins talked about why WrestleMania 35 
was the worst for more reasons than keeping TV watchers and lethargic uh, live crowds up seven hours. This was the seven-hour one, the last okay. one-night WrestleMania. Okay. He said that the sh- the last match didn't even start until well after midnight where they were. Okay. Which meant all the subways closed. Oh. And so when everybody left, they were all jockeying for late-night buses and taxis and Ubers and stuff. Imagine 70 plus thousand people all leaving the arena trying to get a taxi and an Uber. People okay. didn't, there, most of those people did not go to sleep that night. <laughs> they just started their next day. They went started. to work on Monday. <laughs> um, went home. And he's also hoping that the uh, success of the two night manias and seeing how a shorter show could be beneficial is going to convince WWE to shorten Monday Night Raw back down to two hours because he like most of us says three hours is just obnoxiously long and there's just not enough quality stuff to fill in that time it's obnoxiously long if you're putting the same stuff on every hour Mm -hmm. it's always like a here's a recap of the first 20 minutes of raw I'm like, yeah, we let's just, just saw that. show the first 20 minutes of Raw. That's what they do is they show 20 minutes after the first 20 minutes. Um, honestly, and we'll talk about this in, in a minute, but the the two night mania, this was the best of the three so far. Of course it was. Yeah, definitely. Um, this this worked the best of those three, which granted the first one was first one was COVID was pandemic mania was, and it was awful. Was, uh training center what was it called yeah the performance center performance center yeah yeah Yeah. and lastly hey yo uh just days after he and msk tag team partner wes lee oh we're talking about this okay regain the nxt tag team championships that stand and deliver nash carter has been given his wwe release after his wife and fellow wrestler kimber lee took to twitter to post two photos showcasing injuries she allegedly got from nash uh on monday april 4th Writing, this is the face of your tag team champ, Nash Carter. Uh, this is my face after your tag team champ, Nash Carter, got wasted and hit me so hard it split my lip open. Uh, she tagged WWE NXT in this. Said that she's put up with it for over a year and can't hide it anymore. Uh, good for her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely good for her. And I mean, heartbreaking Yeah, that this stuff happens. I mean, it's a reality of life. You can't... Uh, be surprised when stuff like this happens, but yeah, it is. Well, it's 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 heartbreaking because like there was another guy in that tag team. Oh yeah, and he's pretty good. What's he gonna do now? He, too, yeah. yeah, he's he's um, not responsible. And, um, well, I, okay, that's not the that's reason it's heartbreaking. Multiple reasons. It's, yeah. it's multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. Um, it's it's a sucky situation. Yeah, because because those scars yeah. are like a year old. The fact that she put up with it for over a year. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I think is, I think it's almost, and I mean, we don't have to get too deep into this, but just from a spiritual standpoint, do it. I feel like it's almost baked into women these days that they're almost expected to try and tough those situations out yeah. and make excuses for their, especially if they're married. Yeah. And that's like, those are like some of the only instances where, even every Christian in the world would say, get the heck out of there right now. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> There's no sanctity in a marriage where you're being beaten up. Here's the thing. <clears throat> you are not. I'm, 
if I sign a contract with somebody and then I break that contract, like I'm not held liable for the rest of the duration of the contract. Mm-hmm. In a marriage, if you break that covenant, like if you mess this covenant up, like you're not the other person's not expected to stick around. Um, you know, and I wasn't going to talk about this, but since we mentioned it, um, <laughs> when we asked, because we we took to Facebook and asked people what their controversial wrestling opinions were. Yeah. And one person um, made a comment that Ric Flair should have been mm. uh, released after the airplane incident. Right. And I did not engage with this post because I did not have the ability to, like, when you type stuff out, you always sound like you're siding with, like, rapists. <laughs> Somehow. And everyone reads your tone as if Hitler was writing it. Exactly. Um, Or at least it's like that I'm agreeing with him. And so, but, but I really thought like, yeah, but had that woman come forth like 30 years ago when it happened, like, and I understand that maybe nothing would have been done, but like, you know, as, as men, you know, who are trying to do better, like we want to stand with women, but you, you know, Kimberly is doing, did an amazing thing by just saying that it happened and coming forward and being like, Hey, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure the, at the time back then the culture would have been, uh, open to accepting that. Like, and that's, and I understand, I do understand that it's, it was such a different time. Even just pre, like, the Me Too movement. It was yeah. such a different time in this country. Yeah. And that's only a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so good on her for standing up and saying something. Uh, bummer that this had to happen to uh, his partner. But uh, I think this is, so far, the right move to make. Uh, okay, that was rough to talk. All right, through. well, that's all of our uh, that's all of our new first segment. Hey, yo! Uh, when we come back, we're gonna be talking about WrestleMania, so keep it here. Have you ever heard a nerdy word or phrase that you were positive you should know, but you didn't? We've all been there, feeling like our nerd cred is dropping by the second. Well, fear not. LTN is here to help you hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention, because we've got a new nerdy definition for you. Today's term is burial. This is a wrestling term for the work lowering of a wrestler's status in the eyes of the fans. The opposite of a push, it is the act of a promoter or booker causing a wrestler to lose popularity or credibility, or damaging their gimmick through means such as forcing them to lose in squash matches, a short one-sided match where an opponent just gets put through the ringer, losing continuously, allowing opponents to no-sell, as in pretend not to be hurt, or kick out, getting a shoulder up before the three count, of said wrestler's finisher, the signature devastating move that usually signals a coming victory man you're getting a lot of extra definitions today or forcing them to participate in unentertaining or degrading storylines or maybe they're just not used on tv at all a burial is often used as a form of punishment due to real life backstage disagreements between the wrestler and the booker the wrestler falling out of favor with the company or sometimes to demote an unpopular performer or gimmick which, in that case, isn't always a bad thing, because this may allow the wrestler to return with a new, better gimmick in the near future. So, the next time you hear a wrestling fan complain that their favorite guy got buried on the show last week, 
you can console him or her accordingly, because now you understand that reference. podcast well we just wrapped up wrestlemania season we just came to the end of the road to wrestlemania and now we are on uh the path to SummerSlam, i guess yeah um something to that effect it's a, it's a less it's a less flashy path but it's <laughs> it's good um uh, but wrestlemania you know i think one of the better WrestleManias I remember over the last few years. In a long time, yeah. And we fought it for several reasons. I think, you know, we mentioned, like, the two-night thing. I was very surprised I didn't hate the two-nights thing. Yeah. It's it's definitely grown on me in the last couple times. Um, Yeah, but let's uh, let's just kind of go through some, some hits, some misses, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship, uh, RKO... Retains over the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I didn't really see that. Um, it was very. I mean, it wasn't a super long match, but it was very entertaining. Yeah, uh, they all worked very well. There's a couple of really impressive spots. The not the least being the final one with a flying RKO uh, put down by uh, Matt Riddle on yeah. uh, on not Montez Ford, but the other one. Uh, D'Angelo Hawkins. Oh, no, it was Montez Ford. It was Sorry, it was Montez Ford. Anyway, very impressive. Almost scary. Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. Not D'Angelo Hawkins. <laughs> Sorry. D'Angelo Hawkins. D'Angelo Hawkins. That's not his name forever. Um, but that was, I mean, that was really fun. I enjoyed it. And I think the right team won, even though we didn't expect that. I think both yeah. of us picked a different team to win. We did. We both, yeah. we both picked a different team. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, we've been ragging on the, the tag team division, but I think, I think maybe it's time to give it another look. No, you know? absolutely. Now that the Street Profits are back, like Street Profits felt like the the top of the tag team division. Alpha Academy feels like it's just now ramping up to being a a name worthy of being in the in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hate them in the match last night. I've hated everything that they've done so far aside from some of the comedy bits that they've done yeah. with RK Bro, but uh as for wrestling, it, they kind of they kind of shown pretty good yeah. in the in that match. So I enjoyed it. Uh Lashley versus Almost was uh Lashley versus Almost. I don't really it know. It was fine. Did you see Raw? Did you see the Fallout? I watched uh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I cared much more about the Fallout from Yeah. That was weird though. Like I'm I'm I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like they were turning Why does everybody got to turn on somebody? Right. Like they turned they turned uh, Bobby Lashley face and they were already doing that. You could tell even when he was coming out, he was smiling, fist bumping the fans and all yeah. this kind of stuff, making he was like playing along with <laughs> his music. Like he was having a good old time. Uh and then yeah, so MVP now almost as uh manager. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. I, and I come from that mindset, I guess, of, of liking those more than you, maybe, because it seemed like every other week that was happening when we were living the Attitude Era yeah. like live. And so like I'm so used to that happening on a regular basis from when I was a kid that it, having it happen at all uh, nowadays is just a, it's a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. I 
think it was fun. It was fun. It, it was, was exactly it what was, we thought it was going to be. It was it was messy and uh, and, and botchy, and <laughs> the thing that apparently kept Sami Zayn just glued to the mat hit Johnny Knoxville on the shoulder on the way up, and he didn't even flinch. But yeah. Sami Zayn couldn't move. So that made that took us out of the believability of this giant mousetrap idea. But aside from that, forgiving that, it was really fun having all the uh, all those personalities yeah. from uh, the Jack Donkey movies. Jack Bottom. <laughs> um, was fun. Yeah, no, I mean, and they really did a good job incorporating it. That was produced by uh, Shane Helmsley. I can believe that. Yeah. yeah, he did a good job with that. You mean Shane Helms? Shane Helms. Yeah. Not Shane. You're Helms. not having a good. Not, not having, having a good, good name. Day with names. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, women's Tag Team Championship. Um, These are all night two, by the way. Were they? Yeah, I have to yeah. go find night one. Uh, this one wasn't... You peed during this match. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. This wasn't bad. I don't remember Not being like bad. You went to the bathroom like, oh, and that's peed. that's right. That's because <laughs> and just like, I just anger yeah. peed right here just, in the studio. This match was happening. right on the carpet. <laughs> um, no, it was good. Um... When you left, we were we were kind of still talking on the Discord, and it, you know they're not doing anything with Liv Morgan, which right. is going to amplify when they don't do anything when they take Rhea Ripley and put her in Edge's stable. Right? Didn't they um, just like form this tag team? I mean, recently? all these tag teams were really just formed. Mm-hmm. Um, Shayna Baszler and Natalia have both been with a different pet tag team partner. Every week for the last year, um, it seems that way. Yeah. Uh, Carmella and Zelina, like, Carmella's wearing that weird man in the iron mask <laughs> mask thing. And... Well, she's going to be gone. She's getting married. She's going to be gone for a little while. Yeah. And Queen Zelina now has to get back in the main picture, which I don't know if she will get anywhere near a title. Yeah. Because I feel like they've been doing that. Like back in the back in the day, back in the early days, the, the day. King of the Ring thing was like a path to becoming the champion. Yeah. But in the last since they since they brought it back, I guess, from it being canceled, it used to be its own pay per view and everything. Yeah. Since they brought it back and brought in the Queen of the Ring tournament as well, it just it seems like another Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, it you seems like a, a thing just to say. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, I have a thing. It's not really a championship, but it's a thing. A gimmick I can carry now for the next few years. Which the Andre the Bat Giant Battle Memorial Battle Memorial Royale, like we've we've it's not even pay per view worthy. It's, it was yeah, it wasn't even barely, on the pre show this it's year. Barely now it's barely T V worthy anymore. Now it was on SmackDown. <laughs> Whatever. Um AJ versus Edge. This was a good match. Oh, yeah. This was a good match. And we knew it was gonna be a good match. The spots were really good, the entrances were really good. So good. Um I mean, AJ Styles hit his because we I found a video and I sent it to you, Matt, of of AJ Styles oh, yeah. hitting his face <laughs> on the on the thing. We're like, what could have happened to him? And he's just bleeding, and there's more and more blood, and like he's just holding his composure very, very, very well. Um, Pat McAfee was was being told over and over again when you go out there, the thing's shaped like a star, so go to the middle. Like, okay, yeah, I'm not an idiot. Well, AJ Styles just hit his face and he's bleeding yeah. right now on TV. Oh, okay. And so he got, got told like three more times, like, oh, thanks for telling me you saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look really stupid. Um, you got to believe he was so mad at himself <laughs> walking down the ring, <laughs> covered in the blood, uh, running down his face. You know, but here's the, the thing is it also like it also takes you out of the moment for a little bit, I'm yeah. sure. And like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm. 
I've snapped out of out of whatever <laughs> I'm in, and I'm just I'm just gonna enjoy this. Um, yeah, the rising chair for Edge. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, all of the spots were good. All of the 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 top rope stuff, all of the out of the ring stuff, all the in ring stuff, the uh, Damian Priest stuff at the end. Even yeah. it wasn't too much. Like this was a very very well put together. It was very solid. Um, One of the best matches of the whole event. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, New Day versus New Day versus Ridge. Holland, I don't even might remember well, yeah. watching. Might as well not have happened. Lasted, I think, 90 seconds. Yeah. It was cool that they came out, though, in Biggie singlets. That was very cool. And uh, Xavier even did the whole Biggie taking the singlet straps down, you yeah. know, buff up move. They definitely proved that they cannot pull off the singlets, though. Right. <laughs> right. They it's like, you guys look didn't kind look of right. funny. Didn't look um, right. McAfee versus Austin Theory. I <laughs> thought the spots in all of this, this was a roller coaster. It was emotionally. It was an emotional The Austin, the Austin Theory, Pat McAfee thing was fun. It was great. It was fun. It was, it, was, it was about as good, I think, as we expected it to be, and that was pretty decent. Then McMahon, which is, this is so freaking funny to me. You know, months ago, we were talking about the rumors that uh, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens are going to have a match at WrestleMania. Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee are going to have a match at WrestleMania. And then those rumors changed. And now they're going to have a KO show and they might get slightly physical. And now it's going to be Austin Theory, McMahon's protege versus yeah. Pat McAfee. And so they swerved us. Those rumors were true. And they made us think that, ah, now those got canceled. And we got both of those things. Um but they better they better not drop this whole Austin Theory uh McMahon protege thing. No, it's been it's been fun. They better not drop that. Um yeah, it's just, we were talking some some friends of ours were we were talking last night um at church and somebody said you know was was protesting against wrestling because they didn't understand it. Um and they were like it's all scripted, it's all fake. And uh, our friend Brandon Boydston was like I just saw Pat McAfee do a backflip off of the off of the top rope. That was not fake. So are all those Avengers movies you watch? Yeah. What's the so, difference? So all those Hallmark movies, <laughs> Megan. Like <laughs> So we're calling her out now. We, they're not, we tell, they're we say not, her names. They're not. <laughs> they're not really in love. Take that. <laughs> they don't really run competing bookstores. Okay? Now, the, now, what I the the missed stun was was rough. Who would have thought we could have ever topped? Vince McMahon's worst stunner from back in the late nineties with what happened at WrestleMania. It was like a, it was like a three attempter. Like he bounced off the rope twice before they finally grabbed his neck. (laughs) The Pat McAfee made up for it. Pat McAfee with a fantastic sell by getting, yeah, by getting, by getting stunned and then drinking the beer on top of it. That was right. He was lying on the ground. That's right. But yeah, Stone Cold having a friggin' time of his life. I've never seen that man smile so big. You know, hardly yeah. ever seen him smile at all, quite frankly. Yeah. But he was like a kid in a candy store. Just having fun with it. It was so good. Um, and the end of night two was winner take all championship unification, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And I got to be honest with you, this felt like the end of uh, Avengers Infinity Wars. Yeah, where it's, you just you built up to this amazing end, and you're like, and it's like, ah, okay. It wasn't supposed to be that way. Um, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the pictures 
Early on no. in the match, Roman Reigns actually suffered from a dislocated shoulder. Okay. And there were some pretty gruesome-looking photos on it. Um, and so there was a, a moment where they basically dis- discussed in the ring, we're going to have to make this shorter. And so it wasn't as bombastic after that moment. And it ended roughly 10 minutes earlier than it was supposed to. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it was an injury that caused this, <clears throat> which is a bummer, because I think it would have been one of the matches of the night for sure, but it wound up just kind of being a meh. Yeah. Um, and then back in, traveling back in time to in night time. one, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. How did he cut the ropes? How did he cut the ropes? <laughs> How did it happen? How did he cut the ropes? <laughs> Tell me! Um, they're steel cable. Right. How could they? How could they have rigged it to where it would cut like that? Yeah, because he would. Number one, if they were already pre-cut, he would have had to have hit the exact right point. If they were like magnetized or something, you wouldn't have been able to throw each other into the ropes. Yeah, because the the body force should be enough to to break that or at least like buckle it in a weird way. Yeah, I just don't understand. Highly impressive. There, there have been a lot of people who are online who are talking trash about uh, Mad Cat Moss. And they're like, oh, what's this guy's gimmick? He doesn't have a gimmick. Oh, it's just, he comes out and tells dumb jokes. and uh, uh. It's like, do you know what Mad Cat means? Is that, <laughs> is that lost on you? What did you think that guy was going to be doing? <laughs> the guy's name is Mad Cat Moss. Of I, course he's going to come out and tell stupid jokes. I actually like Mad Cat Moss more than Happy Corbin. Well, <laughs> I like I like Happy Corbin's wrestling. Sure. So sure, that's sure. um character-wise. But it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um the Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. Uh, that was the first match. So the first match yeah. and the last match, plagued by injuries. Um, oh. You know, Boogs hurt his knee uh, in the middle of the match um, pretty badly. And so that pretty much ended that match. But it wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad match. It wasn't necessarily a memorable one, but it was an okay one to start off the show. Um... The Miz and Logan Paul. Surprisingly good. Uh, versus the Mysterious. Right. Yeah. Surprisingly that was good. good. It was a good spot. Um, Logan you know, Paul was Logan, pretty darn impressive. Logan Paul did a good job in the ring. The Mysterios did a good job making everybody look good. And, you know, the Miz did what the Miz does. Um, and that's, you know, work his tail off. And I think uh, I read that that Pokemon card he wore around his neck is worth like $1.7 million. It's, it's, I think he won the Guinness Book of World Records for most expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon card. It might be flipped. It might be $7.1 million. Now that I think about it, something it ridiculous. A, lot. a ridiculous amount. And I don't understand it because I never got into Pokemon. <laughs> Me neither. Like, not once. Yeah. Um, no, and then, you know, the Miz uh, skull crushing finale to Logan Paul. Like, mm-hmm. you set up something in the future, maybe. I think I think this was a, this was a major win. This was a major win in, in like... You know, last year with the celebrity match, we and we've talked about this before, but we just trashed it. And I was very, I was much more open this time. 
Yeah. Trash and I going think that in. helped. I think, we, I mean, we, were, we weren't mean when it was happening. Yeah. We were mean as it was setting up. But once we started seeing what he was doing, we're like, okay, you know what? Yeah. That's not terrible. This match, I think we both went into it a little more optimistic. Yeah. And with good reason. We were, we were, we were proven, or we, 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 it was fruitful. Yeah. Going, okay. <laughs> going in with a, with a good attitude. Cause I think it was good and I wouldn't mind seeing him again. Yeah. It was good. Um, uh, Seth Rollins versus his mystery opponent, which turned out to be the uh, the returning Cody Rhodes. Not only returning, but returning as his actual character. Same music, same gimmick, same yeah. clothes. It was just fabulous. I, fabulous. I gotta be honest. We knew that Cody Rhodes was returning. Right. We knew that he was returning at that match. We knew that when you know Seth Rollins's music ended and they were waiting for his mystery opponent we knew that Cody Rhodes's music was going to hit now we weren't really sure if it was going to be smoke and mirrors um or if it was going to be uh his new american nightmare yeah. one uh from new japan and then uh, subsequently AEW but it was still a huge moment. Yeah. Like it was still like, I was, I still got goosebumps despite the fact that I knew it had happened. Mm -hmm. It's like watching the end of your favorite movie. And it's like, I know how this is going to end, but I still love it mm -hmm. so much. It's like that, the end, of, uh, or towards the end of end game when the, uh, you know, on your left, you know, the thing yeah. where that pops up, you still, you know, what's still, coming, you know, you're going to see all the heroes, but you're still going to get goosebumps. Yeah. It was, it was so good. Um, and then the match was amazing. Yeah, and but yeah, the the ramp, the the fact that they brought that. This I guess this is just the new thing now. If you're gonna rise up out of the ground, they have to wheel out that weird <laughs> one story <laughs> ramp platform. thing. But anyway, the fact that because they, they did, did that, it again they, on Raw. Yeah, but the fact that they did that still made that a part of his entrance, and uh, that it was uh, yeah. the character that he built. They didn't change it, and that they came out and just had a banger of a match. Yeah. So dang it. And one of the other matches of the event, for sure. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Loved his uh, his monologue on uh, Raw as well. I really did, too. We, we trashed Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, also was 100% him. It was not scripted at all by the WWE. It's good. Uh, good. So, beautiful stuff. Um, so, I mean, like, does... Does Cody Rhodes win the title from Roman Reigns? I don't know. I mean, do we have that? Do we have... I would rather see that story build up than the rumored Rock versus Roman story build up. I don't mind seeing Rock versus Roman. I just don't want to see it for the title. I want Cody Rhodes to take it off of him at, like, SummerSlam. Sure. And then Cody goes in against, like, The Miz for the to main event WrestleMania. <laughs> I think they could really... Or, or or just another Seth Rollins match. Do the exact same match over again. But for the title? But for the title. Like, I I, spot for spot, you could, you could make this. <laughs> and I don't care. Uh, Raw Women's Championship match, which was one of two Women's Championship matches on night one. I felt it weird that they didn't split them up. But, um, I mean, you kind of had to because technically both of the men's were on night two. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Uh, and I really didn't think they were going to put the title back on Bianca Belair. I didn't as well. Uh, I'm surprised by that, but I think it was the right choice. Um, a good match. I, I think... <laughs> 
you were you, you I think you hit the nail on the head. Like this this weird Becky Lynch thing they're doing. And her yeah, her attire was just distracting. Her weird makeup and hair and attire, the pointy you know, boots and all this kind it of stuff. It made her look unhappy. Yeah. It just it doesn't look great. It made us appear unhappy. Because <laughs> we were unhappy. Bring uh, back the but man. I thought, I thought the match was okay. Um <laughs> I, I yeah, love somebody put a picture of Bianca Belair winning the title at last year's WrestleMania versus the picture of her winning at this year's WrestleMania. And like the confidence that she has built in over a year, in just a year is like, oh, yeah, I know that I'm the future of this division. Um, she and really I got would, kicked in the eye, too, by the way. <laughs> did she? I mean, she had a nice shiner on Raw. And we talk about how unsafe some of these men are. These women are <laughs> just what? they are they are rough towards each other sometimes. To the uh, face. And then next on was uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> I, I didn't even I messed that name up. I didn't even start saying it. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Um, I'm so. I'm ready to give Ronda Rousey a chance. I, yeah. I liked. I think this was good. I also think there's a good way to kind of protect Ronda Rousey without putting the title on her, given the. The fact that she got Charlotte to tap, but the ref was down yeah. at the moment, and Charlotte Flair took over that, um, took advantage of that, and won. I think it was really, really well put together. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of that. And uh, Charlotte Flair actually came up recently and said, "The reason why I don't want to be a face is because when I'm a face, when I'm a good guy, I come off as entitled." I'm like, if I'm going to come off as entitled, at least make me the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked for her dad. Yep. You so. know, for so long. So I think um, this is all good. And then the night closed out with the Kevin Owens show. Oh, man. Uh, and I expected a stunner or two. Yeah. But I did not expect a match. And I surely did not expect the match that we got. Right. Even when the match was starting, we're like, okay, well, at least we got a guy that can protect him from getting too hurt and like no they're flat, Some, they're flat out somebody needs to be protecting other, kevin owens <laughs> each other on the concrete um like, yeah, yeah <laughs> what's happening you know he walked out and it's like yeah, he looks really good he does for 57 well not for 57 he just looks good um he still looks like stone cold he still walks like stone cold he yeah. still talks like stone cold um is this the last is that it i don't know I think he. I think. I think in a spiritual sense, having his last match in Dallas, Texas, where he had his first match, is a fantastic way to end. And because it was so well done, let's not mess with perfection. Let's not do it. Yeah. But I don't know. He. I look at. I mean, again, mentioned the smile that he had on his face, the genuine ear to ear freaking grin, and how much he enjoyed it. I I'm I'm willing to bet he has a little bit of the Undertaker bug, and I'm like, oh man, but I I should be done, but oh that feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that was it for the WrestleMania okay. card. It was a good WrestleMania. We look forward to uh, SummerSlam coming up. Um, hopefully, the next few pay per views. Um, you know, Money in the Bank's always been a lack. It's been a lackluster event for the last few years, and. That sort of stuff. So hopefully, hopefully yeah, this. Let's be, let's be optimistic. Maybe this is the year. Of yeah, hopefully there is a a tide that is that is a tide of change yeah. happening, uh, and it's going to be good. Well, when we come back, we are giving our hot takes, so don't miss it. Stay here. 
This week in nerd history, the man comes around. Nerd history. WrestleMania 38 happened this past weekend, featuring two nights of matches, essentially two full pay-per-views or premium subscription events or whatever they call them now on Peacock. This is the third year they have decided to split the showcase of the Immortals up into a two-night event, the first being WrestleMania 36 in 2020, which was a relatively underwhelming event with no fans in attendance due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This has proven to be a good move given that the last one-night WrestleMania, the 35th edition, occurring on April 7th, 2019, ran a staggering 7 hours and 19 minutes, including the pre-show, making this WWE's longest uninterrupted pay-per-view event ever. Personally, watching this show was fun, but by hour 5, I was fatigued. As were most of the fans watching, and even the ones in attendance at the event were running low on steam, a fact that was audibly and visibly apparent as the night slogged on. That being said, this show featured a couple memorable moments. Monumental ones, in fact. The first being Kofi Mania. Kofi Kingston breaking through and winning the WWE Championship from Daniel Bryan. This is one of the best feel-good moments in WrestleMania history. However, this was not even the main event. The entire show concluded with the first time a women's match was the main event of WrestleMania, where the man, Becky Lynch, won both women's championships, defeating Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. You can bet that the crowd was reinvigorated by this final match, which made history in spectacular fashion and solidified the legitimacy of the women's division finally being taken seriously in wrestling. However, given that East Coasters found themselves going to bed after 1am to see this match, I'm sure we're all grateful that we now have two nights to take the whole show in. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where our two words today are hot take, because we're talking about uh, our our controversial thoughts, our less popular ideas. And all of this started uh, when a uh, TikTok user by the name of Wheezy Blonde, who uh, is a small blonde girl who doesn't... <laughs> She never wheezes, though. I've noticed in all of her videos, uh, she made some comments about she she said she didn't like Shawn Michaels and people just lost their minds on her. I would have, too. Um, and she's like, listen, I, I get it. He's great. But I just I'm just not, you know, a big fan. Uh, and then she asked uh, the the TikTok world as a 31 year old. I feel weird talking about TikTok. <laughs> We were talking about it before the show. Like, we we so. slept on it, but you know, it's it's I'm, here. I'm closer to my 40s and my 30s. So yeah, <laughs> I'm still talking about it. Um, <laughs> but that kind of just got me thinking. Like, what is what are some controversial uh, ideas? And before we talk about our own, we did go to Facebook uh, and asked uh, our Facebook friends, our listeners out there, the two words verse if you will. Um, <laughs> and the overall LTN community. And the overall LTN community. Uh, what, what is your controversial wrestling opinion? Um, uh, our friend Mike Thompson uh, said, I don't necessarily dislike him, but I don't understand Orange Cassidy. He just doesn't get how like laid get back here. Orange Cassidy is. And, and get I, out of here. 
But I can't, I, like, I get it to a certain extent because, like, that's definitely not for everybody. That's why he wasn't, that's why he never got signed to WWE. He doesn't fit in your mold, Mike. Jeez. Um, he's counterculture, okay? He's, he's, he's laid back and yet still kicks butt. Uh, our our friend in the LTN community, Matthew Lindbald, uh, said 75% of the WWE roster is a bore. I can't argue with that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily uh, untrue. When I asked him to comment, he did not comment. So, uh, <laughs> Matthew, if you'd like to get back at me, I'm, I'm willing to listen. I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can't. I mean, I say that at first. I'm like, no. I mean, well, most of the stuff I see is good. But then I think about how big the roster actually is, and how many of them aren't even on Raw or SmackDown on a regular basis. Like, there's so many people that only exist on Saturday Slam or Sunday Stunner or I don't know if they're still doing Velocity or whatever, all those other garbage shows that are just there for... I don't, why do they exist? I don't understand why they exist. Why, why does Main Event and all these other things... Nobody's here? watching them. Why are they there? Um, why do they even watch them? What channel are they even on? I have no idea. I think you have to have like Hulu <laughs> Premium and then a special like VPN. Like who likes wrestling that much that they're like, I'm going to watch all the C team wrestle with no storyline for an entire hour. Um, uh, our, our friend uh, Corey Shibler. Uh, sorry if I pronounce your last names wrong. I'm not even good at pronouncing names I do know. Um, Angelo Hawkins. <laughs> he, D'Angelo Hawkins. Um, uh, Corey gave a whole bunch of opinions, none of which I actually found to be that controversial. Um, but one thing he did say was that Cor- Jim Cornette is right about a good chunk of what he says about AEW. Most people want to sleep on Jim Cornette. You know what? Guy's smart. He gets. I mean, he gets ahead of himself sometimes, but most of the time... He's 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 not wrong. He might be saying things that hurts my feelings, but he's not necessarily wrong. <laughs> um, John John Whaley. So John Whaley, you yeah, know Whaley, John yeah. Whaley. He uh, he posted a meme that brings about the uh, concept that most people really hate that AEW is using a bunch of old guys when uh, night one of WrestleMania was made evented by a fifty seven year old. While I understand that, he ain't main eventing every week. That's true. <laughs> this was a, a once in a nineteen year thing so far. <laughs> um, and then, and then some of you liked to joke, uh, and and <laughs> some of y'all play around. Some of y'all too like much. to play games, uh, <laughs> saying things like John Cena is fully visible. First, I have a couple questions. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Are you sure about that? Why would you say <laughs> something like that? Uh, it's called suspension of disbelief. <laughs> Get it. Um, one one very, I, I guess, controversial idea um, that I found floating around on the interwebs is that the Attitude Era was not as good as the Ruthless Aggression Era in terms of wrestling. Well, and, and I can't say that's not reasonable. Yeah, because I think that's almost by design. Because really, in the Attitude Era, they specifically scaled back the wrestling. 
amped up the the storytelling, amped up the you got joke, the controversy and stuff, controversy, controversy, <laughs> the controversy uh, and stuff, and uh, the matches, the biggest matches that they had were all you know no holds barred. So it was just all about who could take the most chair shots. It wasn't really wrestling, and so like you think back, all the most iconic. You know, attitude era matches, they were all things like McFoley getting thrown off the hell in the cell. I mean, they're all things that were just bombastic and not necessarily technical wrestling or good wrestling. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, it's it's very rare that we have like no holds barred matches. Yeah. Um, and they focus and especially on not as good as and they even, used to be. Yeah. And even in during, during Ruthless Aggression, it was about the same. And so, I mean, technically, yeah. <laughs> if we're talking about the <laughs> yes. wrestling, yeah, there's just there's no way around that. Um, now, I have a few opinions of my own, and I don't know if they're really controversial. I don't know if people don't like them, um, but I hate saying them. <laughs> I definitely am not prepared for I'm not, discussions. I'm not a fan, um, but, uh, you know, one thing I have to say is AEW is not that different from WWE. You just haven't learned to hate it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't learned to hate it. It's only been two years. No, Give it time. We're, we're, well, I think people are getting there. People I are think, getting there. Yeah, I think it, I, and, I, and I think it's because they've fallen into the same kind of it's trap. That different. Tony Khan's fallen into the same trap that Vince McMahon fell into. And let's 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 just make my word the final say on everything. Yeah. And the reason AEW was successful at the beginning was because. They were writing it. Like, yeah. they were writing the storylines. They knew what they could do, how they could act, where the storyline should go, and they were entertaining in that ma manner. And once that kind of went by the wayside and you had your own team behind the scenes and not really asking the wrestlers how they want to do it. Now, I understand there's a fine line with that. WCW went far too in the opposite direction, giving yeah. all you know, giving a few wrestlers complete carte blanche with what their storyline was, which is why you know Hulk Hogan had the title so many times instead of putting over other wrestlers. But there's, there's, it wasn't broken yet. <laughs> and you fixed it when it wasn't broken yet, and now it's come becoming a little bit more on the generic side, a little bit more on the underwhelming side. And honestly, to me, it's it's a lot of spot wrestling. Yeah, I mean that's really what it is. They're just looking for spots, and that only lasts so long. Yeah. What so. about you? You got any thoughts? Uh, Anything I'd hate? John Cena is a very entertaining wrestler, and I loved him uh, all the time he was on TV. And I actually can't wait to see if he comes back again. <laughs> People hate John Cena. Yeah. Time has made my heart grow fonder for John Cena. That's good. But um, I loved him even when he was here. I, I, I yeah. never experienced a time where I like, I wish John Cena wasn't in, involved in this match. Not once. Yeah. There's a lot of times I look back and and I, I wish that I had given more love to John Cena. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but there was there was a little oversaturation. I mean, there. yeah, he was he was oversaturated, and that's I understand that the same way Roman Reigns was. And I did not feel the same way about Roman Reigns. I definitely got sick of Roman Reigns yeah. uh, a good while. But that just never happened with with John Cena for me, and I don't really know why. Uh, I just I've, I've always liked his character, whether he was the weird, uh, inappropriate rapping uh, thug life. Thugonomics, Doctor of thumb Thugonomics, Thumbonomics, Thumbonomics, <laughs> uh, or the 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 family friendly, you know, face of the company, the Fruity Pebbles. 
Yeah, uh, we, 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 we have to get over our hate for John Cena. <laughs> um, now, Shawn Michaels is my favorite. Yes, mine too. I mean, we've talked about it. Yes. But, DX, but DX got better when he left. I agree. The version without Shawn Michaels is better than the version with, with him. Now. From night one. Now. Yeah. Last Stand DX, I'm putting in a totally different category. Yeah. Last Stand DX and other DX is not the same thing. So, <laughs> right. so whatever. But um, when Shawn Michaels left and, and had to leave DX, and uh, that worked so well for everybody in that faction. It was good. Um, Shawn, it, it's, it's weird to think like Shawn Michaels brought that group down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> bringing in X-Pac, bringing in the uh, New Age Outlaws. It was that that five team for a while for the yeah. longest run. It was beautiful, and, it was that, very and good. they 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 went in a much better direction than the Shawn Michaels DX was yeah. taking it. They were just all about being, and I mean they had good moments, but they were just all about being offensive to you know Sergeant Slaughter and whatever. Yeah, you know, they didn't they didn't really take it to the next level. That DX did. The, yeah. the the invasion uh, thing on the tank, all the different uh, hijinks, and even becoming kind of a face faction against the authority, you know, a, a an anti-hero faction uh, for a while. That was really fun. And then becoming the super heel faction with the McMahon-Helmsley era, that's when it started to dwindle, I think. But it was still fun. Yeah. Still fun to see it. Um, We slept on 3MB. Ah, we yeah, yeah. That we was, slept on three MB, and it could have been so. We we did not respect three. We did not give three MB the respect that it deserves, and that is obvious right now. <laughs> oh, because I will tell you, those are three guys that I could watch on every single episode of Raw right now. Also, I really miss Heath Slater. Oh, miss him so much. Man, I don't care. I mean, not enough to watch Impact, but I miss him. <laughs> I miss WWE heaps later. Uh, okay, NXT was better as a reality show than it is right now. Okay, I'm calling bull plop on that one. <laughs> no, that first that first season of NXT with uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Barrett and and you know all those guys. It was I enjoyed it a heck of a lot. Maybe the first season, but I mean. I didn't watch it after the first season. The yeah. first season of NXT was better as a reality show I than the first beca- season of NXT 2.0 yeah. so far. Well, I'm not saying it's better okay. than the blue, the black and gold brand. That's but I, the I current guess, rainbow splatter brand. I guess it's fair. Pretty garbage. I'm just glad we didn't do another season of Tough Enough. <laughs> well, how many were there? There were like four or five seasons, weren't there? There were four or five seasons, and you cannot <laughs> name one person. Um, Maven. That's the only one I can name. Gosh, I forgot, man. <laughs> I was going to say Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream didn't win, though. Oh, that, I forgot he was even in that. Yeah. No, I remember Maven. Nobody from and the I, season Nobody from the season that Velveteen Dream was on has actually made it anywhere in wow. the WWE. Nobody that won yeah. that season. I, um, I only remember Maven because he threw out The Undertaker in the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. That first year he was on the roster. That's the only thing he's known for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a thing. Um, uh, I've got one. I don't want to say it on air, though. 
it's like it's just disrespectful well, and I'm, I, I'm looking at it and i'm just like no i can't on, say this yeah honestly because here's the thing it's about it's about a particular wrestler and if i ever meet this wrestler in real life i don't want to run the risk of him ever hear, hearing i don't want to be like oh yeah this guy thinks you're a joke a joke <laughs> um so i'm just i'm deleting it and it's deleted forever it's too controversial even for me. <laughs> um, yeah. And my, I think my most controversial opinion, and um, I have actually gotten some hate for this, uh, the finger poke of doom was not the death of WCW and might have been the last smart thing that that company ever did. <sighs> because. Present your case. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to look at... at, at at the product as a whole at that moment. You have to look at that month of, of, of wrestling. So first of all, everybody wants to say that the finger poke of doom made people mad when they saw it. But they also say that everybody turned their TVs off when Tony Schiavone said that Mick Foley was going to win the WWE champion or WWF championship. So it can't be both. Not everybody can't have turned it off and saw it at the same time. It's not a possibility. So that argument is already out the window. Two. This all arose because Kevin Nash won the title off of Goldberg. Right. And people say that that was a bad idea. But they started this streak for Goldberg that, you know, was 400 and, you know, oh, or whatever. But they didn't know where they were going to end it. They had no intentions of ending it. And you don't start a streak and make make note of a streak without at some point saying, we're going to leverage this into a, we're going to leverage their first loss into a major story. And everything was kind of going downhill up until that point. It had started its decline. They had to do something. And so, you know, Kevin Nash beating Goldberg, that's amazing. No. That's I mean, that's that's hot TV. Um and the finger poke of doom reunified the NWO, which it needed to do. It could not not do that. Um I'm not saying that it is uh, it was a great thing, but the bottom line is you had to get that group back together one way or another. And it wasn't because they were causing the, the fact that you had NWO Holly, Hollywood NWO and NWO Wolfpack. And it was just everybody on the roster. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, you had bloated this WCW thing WCW was just an afterthought. Except yeah. For you Sting. had bloated this thing. Oh no, Sting was in Wolfpack at the time. All right. You forget that Sting actually <laughs> did join Wolfpack. It was just yeah. like. Guys, we got it. We got to consolidate. We got to go somewhere. We got to we've ruined this thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, I think that the finger poke of doom was was good TV. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you uh, my thoughts on this based upon the fact that I heard you say this already you know, when you when you did that TikTok, because that was your yeah. TikTok response. Yes. And since then, I have the watched... only TikTok I've ever actually <laughs> since then, I've watched the episode of uh, Monday Night War again that focused around those two yeah. things. And I kind of think you're right. 
because the way they present it, they really present it as this was the day that things turned. But then they sneak in the fact that it would be several more weeks before WWE overtook WCW in ratings. Yeah. I think, oh, okay. It, so was another, it was almost another year and a half before the company went under. <laughs> right. This really wasn't the end. I, I think that eventually the storyline that they were trying to build from that just didn't go where they wanted it to go or just wasn't as popular. Yeah. But that moment in and of itself and that night in and of itself was not the deciding factor. I'm I think telling it you. was just a yeah. decline in interest in the storyline and a raise in interest in the storylines in WWE happening at the same time several weeks later. They had to do something and it was I mean it was a Hail Mary, but Yeah. So I will I will give you and secede that you are probably correct. I appreciate that. Thank Unfortunately, you. history is written by the winners. <laughs> and so, according to WWE, that is the the downfall of WCW. Uh, my, la- my last one, it, we kind of already slightly touched on, but it's just that uh, I feel like Attitude Era was a bit overrated. And look, I say, I feel bad saying that. <laughs> He just cringed. He just he just like hid down. He hid from all of you who can't s- even who aren't even here. I said the same thing about DC Talk once. Just like DC Talk. <laughs> oh my gosh! DC Talk you. really only had one good album, <laughs> in my opinion. And there's only like two good songs on that album. I'll, 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 no, I'll, no, 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 no. That <laughs> album, I will. That's a that's a front to backer. That's a that's a full full listen. But I just it's it is largely remembered for the high points. And there were so many low points, like at least 50% to 75% of every Monday Night Raw was just, is now anyway, looking back, cringe-worthy. Yeah. Just a cringe fest. And only about 25 to sometimes 50 was something that you still want to watch again. I tried going back and re-watching Raws a couple of years ago once once the the network came out and I'm like yeah. I can do this now. I don't have to rely on John's friend who's got all the <laughs> ripped DVDs from <laughs> from uh, the Pirate Bay. <laughs> I'm like like this is really this is going to be yep. really great and I'm like oh you're the oddities for the next 30 minutes. There, there legitimately was Scott Kendall broke out a CD book and it had a DVD. Every single DVD was a different episode of from the Attitude Era. I mean, imagine if he had built that thing just a year before the network came out. Just how big of a... An under, big yeah, of a, just... Because oh, that had really? to take... Forever. Oh yeah, probably. For freaking ever. Probably to burn all of those DVDs. But anyway, I just it's uh it's not as good as you think it was. So if you're gonna reminisce on the Attitude Era on Peacock, stick to the like documentaries. Yeah, you gotta kind of pick the and curated choose. playlists. Don't just go watching all the Raws front to back, and yeah. definitely don't watch them with your kids. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, those are our hot takes, and we'd love to hear more of your hot takes. Um, If you head over to our socials at two words LTN, uh, you can tell us what you think, or maybe you can just sit sit there and rant and rave about how uh, How wrong we are. (laughs) Big of morons we are. 
Um, which we'll probably secede to that too, because I mean, you know, we are who we are. Uh, oh, but we are, we are so glad that you've uh, that you've tuned into our podcast, um, and we will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think we have anything to announce at this point. We don't have yeah, any watch alongs. WrestleMania is over. No more watch alongs until SummerSlam, which will happen during our next uh, season break. Uh, if you want to watch our full watch along for some reason, if you're just a masochist and you want to watch eight hours of us watching something, which we found out there was at least one person who just watched <laughs> us watched watching watch something and didn't watch WrestleMania while it was happening, uh, <laughs> you can go. You can go find those. Um, videos on twitch.tv slash LTN on air for the next few weeks before they expire. Uh, but I think the highlight uh, reaction we pulled for YouTube, uh, go to um, youtube.com slash love thy nerd and you can see our McMahon versus Austin 19 years later reaction uh, and just how awesome that moment was and how smiley and happy we were about it. Uh, so you can go find that there. Well, that's good. Um, uh, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll find something good and fun. Uh, but until then, my name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Bye. Bye.